0: What gets in the way of me seeing reality about my partner?
1: We're so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive in your relationship.
2: Guys, welcome to The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert, a Beyond Enough production.
1: Hi, I'm Ashlyn, The Once Betrayed.
2: I'm Kobe, The Once Addicted. And I'm Brandon, The Expert.
1: And he's definitely an expert.
2: You've been working to help couples with their extreme challenges for like 15 years, right?
0: Yeah, a long time. And I'm glad that I'm here with you guys sharing your vulnerable story. And I hope that it helps our listeners as well.
1: Absolutely. And if you need some help getting started, we have a free resource over at beyond-enough.com forward slash step one.
0: And that's one, the number. It provides the first key steps to healing your relationship, regardless of how tough
2: things are right now. All right, guys, let's roll. All right, you guys, we're going to answer that compelling question right after we read a review and this review is called from crazy to sane and it says thank you so much for this podcast i literally thought i was going crazy because i didn't know about betrayal trauma i can't even tell you how thankful i am for this info now i'm going to go i'm going excuse me now i'm going through the pain without feeling crazy and I can't, literally, cannot imagine what it would be like to be this individual, who is like, okay, so this sucks, but it sucks a little bit less because I know that I'm not crazy, and uh, that that what I'm feeling is normal. What a what a validating place, and I'm sure that's going to help accelerate her healing. Will it not, Brandon?
0: Yeah, you know they say when you're going through hell, you just keep, keep on going, and. And so when you're crazy, when you're when you're crazy making and not knowing what's up and what's down, it's hard to know what, you know, what direction is forward. When yeah. you're not crazy, um it's still painful. And this I really like this review. It's still painful, it's still hard, mm. but you're moving forward. You're going yeah. to get to stay the course. So yeah. that, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, we're excited to jump in and um guys, just want to explain we're having some major technical difficulties today so please roll with us as we plow through this episode we're having wi-fi issues we're having bluetooth issues and uh but we're going to do our best to give you guys some good content nothing's
0: going to stop us no No. Um, so
1: yes we know our quality may not be great today
0: yeah um all right you guys so you've you've seen the social dilemma the the documentary on netflix I'm actually glad we're talking about this today because I want to promote the social dilemma. Like go watch it. If you haven't watched it, it's really watch important. It kids. Watch it with your kids. Um, it, it's, I think, a very, very important thing. Um, but just what's the gist of the show? Yeah, you know, we won't ruin it for him, but what's the gist of the show you guys?
1: Uh, I don't think, I think it was for me, it was the reality of I have to be boundary with the way I'm showing up for social media, for the internet, for all of it, because it's not just me um, looking for information. <laughs> it's these app developers, it's the websites, it's social media. It's all these things who are, they know a lot about me and they're kind, they're leading me into using more <laughs> like,
0: yeah,
2: Hey
1: Ashlyn, I know you like these shoes, but guess what? Now they're on sale. Here's an right. email. And then I click and click, you know, so for me, it was just a wake up call of being boundaried, but also being very aware of, um, the reality, I guess, of the impact it has on me.
2: And, and for me, it was, it was different because I'm not on social media and I, I have a Facebook page. I actually have an Instagram profile as well. But, um, the only reason I get on Facebook is to Use that to log into my Zoom account to download our episodes from Zoom and then post them on the on the uh, the podcast. And I never get on Instagram either. And just understanding some of the the calculated um, and very deliberate um, methods that are used to feed me information that really silos me into my own little world uh, that, that goes really uh, monochromatic, right? Yes. Where I don't have contrast. I don't have any contrary opinions. I don't have contrary points of view. Um, is, that's like disturbing to me because I think that variety is the spice of life, whether that's someone else's opinion politically or what have you. But it also made me think like, wow, I feel really thankful that, um, and this is tough for Ashland to hear too, we've talked about this, that Ashland's the one that runs the business on social media. Wildly successful is, is Ashland's endeavor, is Ashland's effort, but um, it's it's provided a bit of a, a safe haven for me in a lot of ways to not have to, to deal with um, anything that exists there. So I, I feel pretty lucky about that, but um, it is really disturbing because our, our kids aren't on social media yet. Right. And it makes me think like, geez, like if they really don't understand what, what social media is, then they're going to have their lunch eaten um, well, all their everything. lives. It
1: wasn't just social media. It's the sure. apps, right? Like the apps draw you in. So you may not be on social media, but you're mm. on the
2: apps. Well, I mean, that's true. Yeah. That's true
1: as well. let's get to the... <clears throat>
0: the heat of why we're talking about this. Well, the, so Kobe, you said a couple things that, that are really fascinating. Um, I liked the way you, you described it. You said silos you in, um, and then you also use the term monochromatic. And so, you know, they talk about with these platforms, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, um, we, we all use those. Um, we all use those in our businesses and marketing and things like that. But the goal of those social media platforms is to keep the user on as long as they can. Um, the goal is not to disseminate truth; is to give you the news. is to It's to keep you on as long as you can. And you think about it: what keeps you on as long as they possibly can? Well, what they do is they validate you.
2: Mm-hmm. They
0: they they validate you over and over and this confirmation bias thing starts to become very powerful where it's like i want to consume something that tells me that i'm right something that feeds this narrative that i this theory i have that i already know is true so if i'm let's say i'm a democrat or i'm a republican i'm going to go down these these rabbit holes of of trump hating or biden hating or whatever because I already know that and and the more I go down there the more thoughts and the more beliefs are fed into my mind about what reality is so it takes my perspective and it it completely it, shapes it yeah and and then it silos it and makes it monochromatic right yeah um which is concerning and this is and one of the theories is one of the reasons why there's so much division in our country is because people are going down these rabbit holes. They're hanging out in these different silos and thinking the other side or the other perspective is totally asinine, mm-hmm. stupid, crazy, dangerous, whatever, where both camps are doing it. Both both sides are going in these, these areas. Now, how does this apply to uh, recovery and relationships? Um, I see it all the time. And this is why this movie, this movie Social Dilemma, um, was, was fascinating to me, is I can meet with a couple and I can hear a perspective um, that's very different um, than the reality that I'm actually viewing in front of me. Um, let me give you an example. Uh, I can run a men's group and they can complain about their wives and let's say one of them is saying, well, my wife's this way and she's that way. And all the guys are like, she's horrible. She's awful. And she's over the top and she's controlling and she's, she's so unhealthy. Well, now you start seeing that you're already feeling pain. You're already feeling difficulty in the relationship. And it's like, well, that must be true. Look how true that is. So now you're viewing her through this lens of this crazy over the top controlling person. So as you view her through that lens, what are you going to notice?
1: All the things that confirm that. She's confirmation. She, yeah, she is controlling more proof.
0: There's the proof of it. Right. And, and as you, as you believe that more and more, you're going to treat her as if that's what she is. And there's going to be certain consequences in the relationship. Um, We see it the other side a lot. And that's, you know my husband who's a sex addict is an abuser he's a pervert he's he's a gaslighting manipulator and that's what he is like he is that and so you can go to a lot of groups there's a lot of platforms out there that will take these beliefs and validate you in them validate it over and over and drive them home and the more they drive the, those beliefs home the more you start seeing your partner as that as just this perverted disgusting monstrous addict and um as you see him as that you'll all kinds of consequences start coming coming so think about it if we take a couple where he's viewing her as a crazy over the top controlling spouse and she's viewing him as a disgusting addict how well is that relationship going to work
2: Oh man, that's going to be, that's going to be super hard yeah. and super challenging. And, and again, what, what, just to be super clear, this confirmation bias, meaning these little, these little nuggets that I say, oh, this is another piece of evidence as to why Ashlyn doesn't love me. This is another piece of evidence as to evidence. why she's going to leave me. These little bits of evidence confirm what might be There's uh, a-, a shaky belief. And 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 transform that into like this really strong belief. Yep,
0: yeah, it's, it's, it's not
2: necessarily founded in truth.
0: Right. It's a. It's not just like a theory. It's a. It's a, like you say, belief. Like you, you know, you know that's who they are. You know that's what they do. Um. Now, I I want to throw something past you guys, and I think this is this is a very important part of this discussion. Um, what if your partner actually is manipulative? And, I know. I was like,
1: but what or controlling
0: f- or what if that's the <laughs> truth and mm-hmm. it's not you gathering the evidence of it? It actually is happening. Yeah. Then so so how do you know the difference? How do you how do you know when you're when you're falling into this silo versus mm. when actual reality that's what's happening?
1: That's a good question. And I think a very real one that's um oh, my goodness. I don't know how to answer that, Brennan. I know we've both experienced it. Like I totally did. I know when I've gone or when Kobe's gone and I call him yes men. Like I went to go find my yes men to get confirmation that I'm that yes, yes. I am right.
2: <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah.
1: Uh I know who those people are for me when I need them. Yeah. So for me, I, I feel like that's when I know like, oh, I'm just like seeking validation.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. Rather than here's this, here's this truth. And now what maybe, um, like,
0: I don't know. What's the answer? (laughs) No, I really like where you went with that, Ashton, because one of the ways to sort this out is through another person's eyes so you 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 want to get out of your emotional mind with with it you want to get more into your wise mind logical mind and look at the evidence of reality just what is reality and so somebody who enjoys feeling important and validating Mm -hmm. you and kind of using you for their own self-worth they'll be happy to, to get you to be like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. You're validating me so much. Somebody who actually loves you will empathize with your pain, validate you, but also, also not push you beyond reality. And they might, they might have you say, take a step back and be like, well, you know, this is actually the only thing that's happened. Um, this is the, the only reality here. Um, so a good support person will help ground you to reality. But a good support support person won't take advantage of the situation for their own need. Mm. They will help keep you honest yeah. and accountable as to what reality is.
1: I've also, I would say the people who do keep me grounded, they also call me out or by just even asking a question of like, where, what am I doing or what's my part? Um, right rather than it's like just one-sided and Kobe is the devil, you know, there's like, there's much more to the story. And a true friend for me can call that out and make me question and
2: ask myself. Right. Yeah. That's been my experience with, with my sponsor and I've had a lot of really, really productive, albeit um, challenging conversations with him over the years on really specific topics. And I'm really thankful that he's in my life because I can always count on him helping me to consider, um, uh-huh. what Ashland's perspective is on this. And he is always going to help me see what my part is in any situation. And he'll speak truth to me. And, I think that's a critical piece of recovery for both parties is having someone like that who will really rep- speak, speak straight, talk straight yeah. with you and just say, yeah. this is your part and this is their part. And so I think, you know, and answer your question, Brandon, I think having a really good therapist who's not just there to placate, um, but will but will be honest with you. And if you are in any way disturbed or frustrated or don't like to hear what what your therapist has to say. That's, that's a good thing in my opinion. Right. Um, at least preliminarily, I think that that's a good thing. Um, because part of the job is to, is to, is to, uh, give discomfort, right. Is to afflict the comforted. (laughs) And, um, even if I'm in, in my own denial, but I, I also think that it's important that, um, I think one of the things that served us Brandon was having Amy as our therapist so that she could hear both sides, she could understand, she could give necessary empathy and validation, but then also be like ultimately committed to the both of us. So we could be on the same page.
0: But so, so Amy and, and any good therapist will be this way. A, Amy understands a, a really, a really important reality. and And here's what the reality is, is that each one of you, both, both of you, have have infinite worth and value, um, and that both of you have pain that is valid. Okay, so that doesn't mean that Amy's gonna support either one of you to to stick your head in the sand and live in denial or not have boundaries or this. She's not gonna do that. Yeah. But, but, but what you'd feel from a from a therapist like Amy is, oh my gosh, she loves me. Like there's there's support there. She believes in me. And because of that, she holds that reality, right? Yeah. Now, and and so if Ashlyn comes in and says, "Kobe's just he's just all he is is a sick, disgusting pervert with no worth," Amy's gonna validate Ashlyn's mm-hmm. feelings, but also not support Let her. her. <laughs> yeah, support her in that in that lack of reality, right? Um, I just want you guys to think about this, though. I I want to flush this out, like, like really flush this out. I'm a partner in pain, right? So let's say I could be either side. I could be the betrayed or the betrayer. I'm a partner in pain, a lot of pain. It's just hard in the marriage. I, and I felt so alone, like nobody understands me and nobody gets it. And, you know, and, and so I go to a therapist who's supposedly a specialist. I go to a specialist. And they just take my pain and completely validate it. In fact, they take it beyond just validating my emotions. They like throw that other person totally under the bus. Like just throw them under the bus. Do you see how prone I am to just drinking that in? You see how how easy it would be? How easy it is to just, just to sap that in, to just love that. Right. And. At, at, from the professional side, I, I know I know I could do that. I know people in pain could come in and I could completely, totally get their business and keep them around for a long time by just just validating their pain. Their pain is valid. They need validation in their pain. What they don't need is somebody supporting them to not live in reality, right? You see
1: what I'm saying? Well, and for me, I hear that and I'm like, okay, if I am going to, let's say this therapist and I'm getting that validation, but it's leading me further and further into that stuckness. Yes. And it may be pushing you towards a decision with, okay, well now I'm out. Like maybe it is moving you somewhere.
0: Um, but But it's not, it's not stuckness. Right. it's moving. Okay. Maybe it's moving you toward divorce or it's moving you toward yeah. marriage, but it's not just stuck in anger, stuck in sadness, stuck in those, in those emotions. Right. Ashlyn.
1: Yeah. And I think for me, reality allows me to make better decisions. So yes. whether it's a hard reality of like, we do need a separation or we do need, you know, there's, there's things that do need to happen. It's still um it feels different when the re I guess when reality is accepted. Um even for me to accept the fact that I'm thinking about those like in the past when we were thinking, okay, we do need something's not working, we need to get away. We were finding yes men and so you know, validating yes. she is controlling and you do, you know, all these things. There was that um we did i think fill that stuckness but the hard reality for me was just accepting that i was going to that place of thinking maybe i don't want to stay in this relationship um, that was a very hard reality but once i could accept that in my own self i could start moving, moving forward moving forward yes and it's it almost did the opposite for me i mean we still chose to do a separation to find our truths and to find more clarity, but it was—I um, don't know—it was different. <laughs>
0: I, I, so, Ashton, I really like what you what you're talking about and describing because I just hear all the time, I, especially from from the partner. You know, I went to this 12 step group and it felt so good at first. I just loved it. Like it was so validating, Mm -hmm. so good, so good. But now like, I just feel like we just go and bash on our spouse all the time and like everybody's just stuck. Mm -hmm. That's the word is stuck, stuck in this emotion. And, and so like a person like that, a, a partner like that, they're to this place where they realize, oh, that validation and pain felt really good. I like that. Mm-hmm. But now I'm not now I'm not progressing. Now now all I'm doing is whining about my partner and staying stuck in whining about my partner. I'm not progressing. And sometimes it's easier to stay stuck and whine about your partner because then the you don't have accountability it's the work isn't on you you're waiting for them to change yes. in that victim place um and if you're getting validation that you're not doing anything wrong and you're okay and then, then you then you can stay in that victim place but you're absolutely right ashlyn after a while you kind of look at the fruits of of what's happening okay i'm going to this group where i'm getting valid but are things getting better am i moving yeah. forward um, and if, if you're not, then you, you might want to really consider not just staying caught up in that, in that confirmation bias. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's just a, it's an interesting dynamic because I think it's easy to get in either one and not be sure where you're at. Right. Like, yeah. but I think I'm in a good spot, that. I would just ask yourself that very simple question when I am talking to my friends, talking to my family, talking to my therapist or my group, whoever, is it about me? Am I taking ownership in my own path of healing or is it pointing fingers and waiting? Because I for sure sat in that role for a long time and it feels just chaotic to sit and blame and do nothing, even though it feels easier right because you're nothing's changing and you're right. so out of your control and so i think for me finding the reality of okay i do have a role in healing my own heart and in our recovery it's not my fault i have a role i cannot yes. he cannot fix my heart i have to fix my heart right um once i started to find that hard hard reality that i did not want that i didn't think was fair that i was mad at you about I at least could get to work.
0: Yes. Yes. And I I could
1: find some sort of, um, what is the word?
0: But Ashton, what you just said, that's what we take a lot of flack for sometimes. And I want to just speak to it openly and directly. Is like, if we insinuate at all that the partner has a role in healing, it's like, don't you dare, don't you dare blame. Don't you dare put any blame on me for what has been created here. And the reality is, is we're not blaming. We're not blaming at all about for any of the, the betrayal, any, and both truths exist. We're not blaming at all for what happened and what Ashlyn said is true. You still Mm -hmm. have a role. In fact, you have the biggest role in your own healing, not your partner. You have the biggest role in your own healing. And if, if that, if you can face that reality, then you have a chance to really move forward. If you get stuck with a therapist who says, your partner sucks, they suck, they suck, they need to change, then you're going to stay stuck there. I, I'm I'm passionate about this because I was trained by a therapist who was amazing, so good at taking pain and validating it. I mean, she was like Facebook, Instagram, and and YouTube on steroids, just like validating it to this degree where it was like, oh my gosh, yeah, they are horrible. They suck. They're awful. They're awful, awful. And what I need to do is punish them and punish them for how horrible they are. And it was interesting because you'd think, you'd you'd look at this and you'd think, well, I, I watched her pr- her practice. I watched her destroy families and destroy like individuals in their recovery, like just feed anger and blame and disconnection. And so, and that was the outcomes of her work. Yet, this is what's so fascinating. Her practice was so full. She was overrun with clients. So that's interesting. She, the outcomes of what she's doing are horrible. People are suffering and struggling. Yet her practice is so full. All she has to do is validate the pain and she'll get clients. That's all mm-hmm. people want. They want that validation. But in the end, what are the outcomes? Right. Right. Because
1: for someone, if, I mean, whether or not, I mean, your story doesn't have to be your stay together. And that means that you've done it right. It can be that you, you separate and you divorce and that's your happy the difference is that the success of healing is there for both parties. And it's interesting because I hear I heard you describing what more of the betrayed feels like, right? Of like, how is this my fault? And I'll feel better when you feel better. But the truth is it's a hard reality for the betrayer as well, because often I hear it all the time. And I know you do too. And I know you do of like, well, she's stuck. And she, if she would just get better then I would get better. And we could move on and da, 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 and it's like, stay in your I'll own tell lane. you. I'll tell you what,
0: Ashlyn, I, I work with as many of the betrayers who are play victims to their spouse and stay stuck as I do for the betrayed. So like they, they just think that, well, if my, my spouse was easier or better or whatever, my addiction would go away. Life would be better. This, you, you play the biggest role in your own healing you are responsible and accountable for your own healing. So um, if you're looking for validation, then if you're looking just for validation, um, then a good therapist won't give you just that. They'll give you more than that.
1: Right? Yeah. Well, and I hope that's what the podcast is for most of our listeners is just some validation. And like one, you're probably pretty normal if you're experiencing or have experiencing, you know, what we're talking about. Um, but then it's, we encourage you on every episode to go and now do something, yes. right? We yeah. never just want you to stay and come back next week and do nothing in between. And yes. it's, it's do your work. And um, it's, we got some feedback over the weekend from um, some of those who have invested with us in our online programs. And it was really neat to hear their feedback. And one of them was saying, I, there's a lot of, I already knew that that you guys could validate and understand my pain, but then you gave me something. What, like, uh, what do I do it. with it?
0: Yes. That's, that's what we try to do.
1: Right. And so <laughs> to see that from people who are in all different circumstances, this gal was in the middle East So she doesn't have the opportunity like we've had to go to a therapist like you and say, need help. And so that's, I feel like that's what we're looking for. Get your validation here, get your education. And now what?
2: Yes. Yes. You know, there's been an interesting word that has just repeatedly gone through my head when I hear the word stuck and that is stretch. And what I mean by that is, is, If you feel, um, if if you're in a place where you feel stuck or when, or, or if you're in a place where you feel like you are validated, but there isn't that, there isn't that additional step that your sponsor, that your therapist is giving you to stretch you, to own your own part, to stretch you, to grow beyond where you are. And even if you've already gone down the road of understanding what your role is, despite how betrayed you are and how it's not your, like the betrayal is not your responsibility. You're still in a position where you must be willing to stretch to heal. So if you are, are not painfully so being stretched, if you're not in discomfort because of what you have to do to stretch internally, emotionally, mentally, then you're then you're spinning your wheels and you're going to stay stuck. Yep. So being willing and and having the expectation to stretch is to me the like have validation, but be certain that the expectation is from your from from your your coach, your therapist, whomever to stretch you to grow beyond the situation yep. that you're in.
0: Yeah. Yep. Love it.
2: Um, okay. Go okay. ahead, Ashton.
1: I was just gonna say one little thing. It's uh, I'm gonna do a reverse. So I, I mean, let's say we're in a relationship where we are really trying to stay in our own lane and and work right okay. on the relationship in general, as okay. our partnership. Okay, it's so important. The same idea that we're talking about to start seeing what we want to see, right? So I'm not gonna ignore crappy behavior, um, but I'm definitely gonna point out the good stuff. Because that stuff adds up and matters. And when I get stuck in a place of man, like Kobe's this, this, and this, that's all I see. But if I don't notice these other little things that he's also doing that are really good, it these like totally outweigh these, and it doesn't add up. So for me, it's like a reality check, if not daily, of like where are we at? Are we right. both are we showing up? Are we choosing to honor each other? you know, are we showing up as partners in parenting and in all these little roles that we play in life? Um, that stuff adds up. And if we aren't recognizing it, we miss it.
0: Right. Can I, I'll give a personal example. So I got home from, um, I was on a trip last night and I got home and when I got home, my wife picked me up from the airport and she like smiled at me. I didn't really give me a hug and like hopped in the car and like, we drove home, and I was kind of like, "Oh, well, good to see you too," you know. Um, <laughs> but I know, kind of, I know my wife, right? So then, uh, so later that night, kids go to bed, and she just like can't wait to talk to me. She can't wait to tell me how her weekend was, and like what was going on, and the things that she'd learned. And so, like, she she couldn't wait to get the kids to bed because she couldn't wait to talk to me. Now, think about it: if I would have taken that snub that she didn't hug me and like, well, see, she doesn't like me. She, you know, she, she's mean, she's this, she's that. I start, I start this narrative, this narrative filling in all the gaps. Then when she's ready to talk to me at night, when the kids go to bed, I'm already so far gone in my own head, knowing who she is and that she's going to reject me and how it's, I can't appreciate how much she actually really wanted to connect to me last night. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's so so you can see it playing itself out. Um, I, you know, when you're married to an addict, it's hard to have positive regard. When you're gaslighted, manipulated, um, you know, and you're going through all of that, it's hard to stop and really see the good. Um, but I would really encourage you to see both. See, See the things that aren't working like, really, those do not work. I'm not going to be in denial. But also see the good. And and if you see the good, then it's what you said earlier, Ashlyn. If you're grounded in that reality, then you can make good decisions moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really helps. So this is totally from left field. Um, but something that helps with this, so you don't get caught in these silos or you don't have monochrome perspective. Um, it's all about figuring out and understanding where your narrative is filling in the gaps for you. Um, so it's what is reality versus what is the reality that you're making up because of your biases? And And something that that helps tremendously with this is simple mindfulness practice mm-hmm. um, because you ground yourself in reality in the present. Um, you you notice your narratives coming in and trying to to take over and and as you notice those things you watch them float away and you get grounded mm-hmm. back in reality again and I know you guys have done mindfulness courses and practiced it um, but that is a tool that helps you take control of your mind rather than your mind taking control of you.
2: Yep. Well said. Very well said. Yeah. This is this is a pretty slippery slope and and um, and can be um, really detrimental, um, if it's not washed. And so, you know, this goes back to, I think making certain that in your own recovery, that you, that you have people who are committed to speaking truth, validating and stretching you. Um, I think it's also important that you ask for that and, um, that you ask for reality for what it is. And um and that you remember that as, as much as you're hurt or as much as you have hurt, you aren't the the betrayal that you have perpetrated and you aren't the um the betrayal that you feel. Those are not labels, those they are things define
0: that define you. you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah,
2: you're absolutely right, Kobe. Well said. Well said. Well, you guys, thanks for listening today and um we know that the that the audio is very different from normally <laughs> as so we apologize again we've had wi-fi and uh and connectivity issues today but uh appreciate you being here and um have a good day
0: have a good one guys we'll see ya bye